0: The Nitty Sports Now Network. He is Kevin Quigley. I am Jared Prugar. It's Rutgers Week, and I love it. I love the rivalry between Penn State and Rutgers. Said everyone, um, well, in Piscataway, New Jersey, um, but it's very one-sided, and it was so much so that it was one-sided. A couple years ago, we watched Will Levis run the ball seventeen times against the Scarlet Knights. Um, and what was the best case, best version of football known to man. All joking aside, this is a game that Penn State
1: must win. It is a must-win game. I don't see them having any problems winning this game. Uh, they did announce, records did announce today that the game is sold out. Um, I can imagine that 40,000 or so of those fans are going to be Penn State fans wearing the road white. Um, it's just going to be a matter of roll off the bus at 3:30 PM and get right down to business. Yeah.
0: And they have to. And the reason why this is a must win because in Penn state's eight and two, right. They have what they want in front of them because they're at number 11 in the college football playoff, which this time of year is the only pull that let's be real. That matters. Um, and that's no disrespect to the AP. I would love to have an AP top 25 vote. I think that would be, Awesome. Coach's poll vote doesn't matter to us, at least now, because it's all about ESPN's college football playoff poll. I say ESPN because ESPN holds all the cards, right? And they produce and put on almost every bowl game, uh, except for a few. ESPN want, loves Penn State. They love to hate them. They love to love them that matters and why that matters is because Penn state has got to win the next two games. And if they win their next two games, they are at the very best potentially in the Rose bowl or another new year six game, like the orange bowl or even the the cotton bowl. Once again, those options are still very much on the table. If, if you could, if you want, if you looked at my bowl projections piece uh, on sports now this week. Um, so yeah, you would think that a win against our game against Rutgers is yeah a must win. With a, well, it is a must win, and it I mean that's real. You can't lose to Rutgers number one, but number two, you still control your destiny. Yeah, the college football playoff is out, right? Unless you know strange things have happened, um, and a lot of those teams do kind of have to play each other. So there's so much that is, that is at stake, but at the same time, Kevin, you gotta you gotta put yourself in position, you know, to to secure a, a top tier bowl.
1: You do, and the way that Penn State's going to get it done is going to be through the air, and it's going to be with Sean Clifford. This Rutgers team, they don't have many strengths, but their defense would be, their stronger of their two overall defense. They are ranked 21st in the nation. If Rutgers has a strength, it is their defense. Their passing defense is 26th in the nation, or 22nd in the nation. Their rushing defense is 46th in the nation. And looking at the game last week against... Michigan State, they found success throwing it through the air. They're going to play zone defense, and it's going to be up to the tight ends. It's going to be up to the wide receivers. And it's going to be up to Mike Yersuch to draw those route trees up. They're in the playbook. They're not going to be drawing up too many things this week for Rutgers. But it's going to be a matter of finding those soft spots, taking advantage of the plays that they're going to give you. They're not going to give you many plays. Like They're not going to give up a lot of big plays. That's not what their MO has been all year. It's just been... Here a few yards here, a few yards there. So it's gonna be a matter of can Sean Clifford get off the bus and win this game through the air. Nick Singleton and K turn out, they're gonna get their yards. And um, you know, they gave up 197 rush yards to Michigan State next week, but I think this is gonna be a crucial game for the pass.
0: Yeah, and it has to be. Um and listen, let let Sean Clifford show off the, the arm. Let Jerry Lambert Smith catch some balls, get Tyler Warren involved, get Parker Washington involved. Hell, get even Nick Singleton and K Tron Allen involved out of the backfield. Um it's just one of those situations where you got to come in and control the tone from the beginning. You got to get off the bus well, play well, and take care of business. You can get away with a base offense and not really give anything up for Michigan State because that game again matters too. And again, you don't want to put all of your cards in one basket heading into bowl prep. Um, but I think you know, if you can establish the run, that's gonna be key too but you just got to take care of business. The defense for all intents and purposes should show up. Um, And the, but the offense has got to take care of business too. You can't play down to this opponent and play down to Greg Shiano. You got to, you got to control what you can control and, and, and do what you got to do to win the game. And I know that that's a lot of cliches and a lot of coach speak, but it's the truth in a game like this, right? There's so much at stake that seems like it isn't at stake when it truly is. So, It's just, you know, kind of one of those deals.
1: It is. And like you said, don't play down to the opponent. Rutgers is a building program. They are making strides. It's not the Rutgers of a few years ago when they joined the Big Ten. This This is a team that's building. They have some confidence in some players, but they're one deep if they even have somebody stellar at that position. So, they're a couple bank, they got a couple of banged up guys. I think their top receiver, their top running back, like the guy that they trust the most at those two positions, they're out for the season. So, it's a wounded dog. The dog was never strong to begin with. You just gotta show up and beat him. It's yeah. that's all there is to
0: it. Right. And you know what? We got to show up in the second segment of the podcast, so we're going to take a quick break on the Elite Sports Now network. segment of the Lashing Out podcast on the Nitty Sports Now network. Kevin, a lot has been made about Manny Diaz, this series uh Broyles award semifinalist. Um and the dude has earned it. I I'm I don't say this I I say this happened just but I I I am serious. James Franklin should be considered one of the coaches of the year for the fact that he was able to land Manny Diaz to be his defensive coordinator. Also, what we're seeing is it wasn't Manny Diaz's fault in Miami as Mario Cristobal is struggling mightily at the U as well, but there has been no bigger impact made on this team this year from a coaching standpoint
1: than Manny Diaz. No, in his team, that is obviously the higher of the off season across any part of the country, any program in the country. I will argue that night and day, um, and I think his defensive unit is going to have an absolute field day today. day uh, I mean, excuse me, on Saturday. Uh, their, Rutgers' offensive line is not fantastic by any figment of the imagination. Uh, the defensive front is going to be having a Maryland-type performance. And then Gavin Wimsatt's arm for Rutgers, it's wild. It's inconsistent. His best ability is is being mobile, and he's kind of got to – Hurt. I think he's got like a bum ankle or something, bum foot. So his mobility's down. And with his wild arm, Kalen King, Johnny Dixon, Caden Saunders, Jair Brown, all those guys are just going to be looking for picks. Like it's going to be a ball hawker essential. Because watching that Michigan State game, <laughs> those balls are flying everywhere. And the defensive backs for Michigan State just weren't there, and Michigan State's secondary is nowhere near the caliber the Penn State's is. I mean, this could be, this game could get ugly and fast. And that's been Rutgers' problem this year is turning the ball over. So if Penn State can do that on defense and put the offense in some really good situations. Manny defense is going to look even. Man, Diaz is going to look even better after this week.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's you know that's. This is it. This is a good tune up for Michigan State because, as good as Michigan State it doesn't look like they are, they are still a good team. Mel Tucker, <laughs> that, that contract extension makes me chuckle. <laughs> um, but, you know, you st- it's a rivalry game, right? They're pl- playing for the prestigious Land Grant Trophy. And I'm so excited because the next time that we talk, I get to talk about the most beautiful spectacle in all of college athletics the Land Grant Trophy. I, I just, I love it, Kevin. I, I absolutely love it. It's... But okay, so actually, let's let's pivot here because I, <laughs> I I'm on a tangent. And you, need and to go and with, listen, Kevin, the... listen to me on the We Are podcast when I did that with DK, and he knows he knows of my love for the Land Grant Trophy. If Rutgers and Penn State had a trophy, what would it be, and why?
1: I I don't know. I mean, I would love for it to be something to poke fun at the dumpster fire that is the state of New Jersey. Uh, you can't make a left turn in that state. 75% of the people don't know how to pump their own gas in that state. Like Two things that uh, you can do readily in Pennsylvania and the rest of the country is pump your own gas and make left turns. So I would love it just to be something super snarky towards Rutgers just because we're their number one rival and we kind of just see them as that program that doesn't recruit New Jersey we- too well, and Penn State just goes in and cleans up New Jersey every year on the recruiting trail. So, something super snarky. I don't know what it'd be. Just a toilet in the shape of the state of New Jersey. I don't know, man. It's...
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking, Kevin, um, and I don't want to disrespect New Jersey because, you know, there are Sorry. a lot of good parts, like the exits um, and the, you know, the beaches, I guess, um, if you want to call them beaches. I think that it's just kitty litter, actually. Um, but... Yeah. I got any sign that says New York this way, I think it's probably a good sign. Um, but I mean, you got the governor's victory bell for Minnesota. Um, just pure the majestic nature of the land grant trophy. Um, but maybe it's the, maybe it's a Wawa sheets cup or something like that. I don't know. Maybe it's a Fizz city cup. I I is, is, I thing in New Jersey. I don't even know.
1: I'm, it is. Uh, Maybe let's just make it a memorial of the, uh or a model replica of the bridge between New Jersey and Philadelphia. The they, can cross- have, they can have Philadelphia.
0: Not going to lie. They can have Philadelphia. We'll take the Liberty Bell. They can have the rest of Philadelphia.
1: That's fine. My cool. wife's from there. I, I got to stand up for that city a little bit. Come on.
0: I have a, I have a former player that's playing at temple, so I don't mind certain parts of temple. Um, there's certain parts of Philadelphia now outside of Temple. I never would be caught dead outside of it, but but enough about trophies. Um, there's still a game at hand here. This on paper looks like a Penn State route. I would expect, and we'll get to our prediction in the third and final segment, but I would expect Penn State to hold records to between seven and seven and fourteen points. i I don't see I don't see them doing much against the Penn State defense.
1: No, and I mean, they have a couple playmakers. Uh, Kyle Monongai, he's a short, little shifty back. I mean, he's probably 5'8, 160 pounds, soaking wet. Uh, he had a field day against uh, Michigan State last week, 24 carries for 162 yards. Uh, and then they also have that wildcat formation with Rashad Rochelle. Uh, he's one of their wide receivers, played, I believe, he played quarterback in high school. Uh, they did a couple like end around reverses last week against Michigan state. They had some success with that. So Penn State's just going to need to stay disciplined on defense. Not going to get, you know, they just can't get too drawn in with the eye candy and whatnot. uh, And then just mind their gaps and just play the defense that they've been playing since the Michigan game. And if they do that, it's, I I don't see how they're going to score more than seven to 14 points. Like you mentioned.
0: Yeah, I, I just good good luck, Chuck. Um, I guess. And because I, I just I see this being dominant. I see Penn State coming out and showing their dominant um dominance. And and they need to do it early. Get off the bus, ready to play. It's a three thirty game, I think. Um I haven't I've been super swamped this week with a lot of different things, so I haven't really been a lot able to do a lot of Rutgers prep. Um, finishing up with some basketball stuff. Uh which I want to talk some basketball here when when we get into um uh, the third sec third segment, uh, because they they beat Furman, um, on Thursday, uh, in the Charleston Classic, and Penn State basketball is you know fun to watch, and I know you're not a big basketball guy, Kevin, but like you got to get
1: excited. Hey, they they received a top twenty five vote this week. It was one, but it was a vote. One
0: so. is the loneliest number. But okay, so before we start getting into karaoke. Um, we're going to come back in the third and final segment with some projection, with some predictions, with some talk about the top 25, and some Penn State basketball talk. When we return here for the third and final segment of the Lashing Out Podcast and the Sports Now Network. Podcast and the new esports now network. He's Kevin Creeley. I'm Jared Prugar. Kevin, lay the details of the game out for me. I want to make an educated decision.
1: So three thirty kick in Piscataway, New Jersey. Uh, the weather on Saturday in Piscataway is forecasted to be a high of 41 with 10 mile an hour winds. That is prime November, big 10 football weather. Obviously it's going to get cold towards the end of the game. Um, the odds makers in that city out in Nevada, Current spread is between 19 and 19 and a half points in Penn state's favor with an over under at 44 and a half points. Penn state 48 Rutgers. 10. Okay. I went 34 to 10. That is the under that does meet the spread though. And I did that prediction before I looked it up. Again, not gambling advice. I'll never give out gambling advice. You don't want to follow my gambling, uh, my sports gambling uh, track record. But Penn State's offense has never, hasn't really put up a lot of numbers against Rutgers in the past. And their defense has given up, I think, five points per average or five points per contest since the 2014 rebirth in which they gave up 10 points. So they've never given up more than seven. I think this offense for Rutgers has a little bit more talent than it has in the last few years. They are high on Gavin Wimsett. They have those two playmakers on the offensive side that can give them a little bit of juice. They're, they're down to get probably one big play. We'll see what happens.
0: Yes, I agree. So let's look around the country because not all, you know, as much as we want to focus on Piscataway, New Jersey, right? There's so much more to the world and the other 48 States or 50 States or everything everywhere else that there is being football played um thank god i was i wasn't a very good geography teacher i only did that for a couple months um as i butchered all of the states if you want to consider new jersey a state i don't know um but there's a lot of football action around the country and it is going to create some pure chaos in my opinion
1: it is uh the big one is what usc ucla we'll see how that one goes that has big implications on penn state that is an eight o'clock kick on Fox. Um, that's, that's the game. I'm really circling North Carolina is a Georgia tech. If they lose to Georgia tech, then I mean the epitome of North and, and Carolina And is
0: a team that Penn state has been projected to play in a lot of different bowl games. So, and, and a lot of, from what I've seen, it's the, it mostly is the orange bowl, um, which listen, I love Carolina basketball. So a, a trip to a chance to go to New Jersey, or not New Jersey, Jesus, New Jersey's <laughs> on my mind. I feel like Billy Joel, um, but, but a trip, to, a chance to go to Miami, you know, between Christmas and new year's to see some Carolina blue. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, but, you know, it's not like Roy Williams is coaching. Um, but I mean, that's a good matchup and I, and they do have the potential to win the ACC championship. I think, um, it, it, it's you know it, it's something to 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 watch out for because this is the year that you know there's no Alabama and Clemson and although there you know there's a possibility they meet in a bowl game too, which you know why why change things up when it's just not the college football playoff, but you mentioned UCLA that's f- a potential future Big Ten conference member UCLA, they are going to be voting their university is going to be voting the reg- the board of regents. Or University of Cal Regents is going to announce the session uh, in December, December 14th to be exact, um, the f- finalizing the move to the Big Ten. Um, and it's purely financial because logistically it's a disaster.
1: But yeah, it makes no sense. They
0: get some of that Big Ten money there. It, it's that Fox contract. Mm, Ching Ching. Gravy train. That's right. Um, and then throughout, you know, Ohio State's got Maryland. Clemson's at Miami. Miami is an absolute shit show. Um, Georgia, Kentucky. NC State, Louisville.
1: The um, only two ranked matchups are the Pac-12. It's UC- yeah. USC, U- U- USC, UCLA, and Utah, Oregon, which Utah, Oregon, that could really spice up the Pac-12 uh, championship game. Mm-hmm. Implication that guy has big Pac-12 championship game implications, and you could vouch for me. Our listeners don't know. I, I also did go to Clemson, and I'm wearing a Clemson shirt as we record this podcast. Jared can vouch for it. Um, no, I definitely see UNC winning the ACC this year. I Clemson at nine seems really overranked.
0: So well, I mean, it's brands, right? That's what, and that's um that's a lot of this season is right. It's branding, and Penn State is a is a popular brand. Um, Clemson is a is a name brand um uh, Alabama even USC UCLA USC and UCLA are big name brands um you know Clemson Miami when they're on a good year um so though you got to kind of be cognizant of that when picking bowl games cuz bowl games want people to be there they want people that are going to travel those those people travel um but yeah the Pac-12 is going to be really shaken up this week uh and there are a lot you know three of those teams are eight and two USC is nine and one Um, and USC and Utah are both ahead of Penn state with Oregon being right there behind them. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if Oregon beats Utah pretty badly, which is possible, um, the way that Oregon has been playing of late uh, Utah could fall out of the big t- or out of the top 10 and end up behind Penn state. So Penn state could find their in the same thing that could happen with USC. Um, you know, they could end up within the top 10 this week for Penn state. So there's a lot that can happen. Um, and the Utah Oregon game is at 10 30 Saturday night uh, and eight o'clock USC, UCLA, which is what you said. We got some PAC 12 after dark and I'm here for it.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately I will be asleep for the 10 30 PM kick. Um, but I think as a Penn state fan, I am wearing the fan hat in this podcast. I always do. I think we want USC, Oregon to win. I think we want those two teams. We want one clear top 10 Pac-12 team that has the chance to go to the playoff, but will likely just go to the Rose Bowl um, with eventually USC winning the Pac-12. I think that's the scenario that Penn Penn State fans are going to want to see play out just for simplification of defining where Penn State's going to go in the bowls. So where do
0: you, where do you want them to go as a fan? So let's put that fan, let's keep that fan hat on, right? Where do you want to see them go? What, what is a, a destination? Because they've been to the Citrus Bowl in the last five years. They've been to the Rose Bowl, but you don't ever say no to the Rose Bowl. Like you just, that's, that's the granddaddy of them all. You can't say no to that. They've been to the Cotton Bowl in the last five years. Um, Orange Bowl, they haven't been there for
1: a while, but where, where, where would you want to see them go? Obviously you want to go to the Rose Bowl. And if USC is not going to make the playoff, I think USC is probably going is one of the teams ranked above Penn State that would give them like that's probably the most level. There's definitely teams above Penn State that they can beat. There's definitely teams above Penn State that they can't beat. And they've shown that I think the Rose Bowl against USC would be an absolutely stellar game, kind of reminiscent of the 27 uh, New Year's Day 2017 matchup. But realistically thinking, I, I, I kind of want to see UNC Penn State at the at the Orange Bowl. That strength against strength, pass defense of Penn State versus Drake May and that prolific passing offense against UNC, I think that would be one of the matchups of the bowl season if that were to happen.
0: Yeah, I would be intrigued by that too. I would be also be intrigued by Penn State and Clemson. Um, because, I mean, Clemson is Clemson, right? I mean, I know that they're a down year, but you want to see them compete against a team like Clemson, a program like Clemson, I think is a better way to say that because, you know, that's where you're gonna stack up because you look at those upper echelon of the elite teams. You look, obviously they competed against Ohio State, which is great. Um, they don't play Georgia or Tennessee or anywhere, and and I don't think Tennessee has sustained enough success at the top, but Georgia has under Kirby Smart, and so has and then Michigan is Michigan, right? But. Alabama you want to see them compete against Alabama you want to see them against teams like that and see where they actually stack up against those teams so because that's going to help in recruiting oh look they just blew the doors off at of Clemson
1: oh shit like that's legit right yeah um, a, win, a win against Clemson would definitely be the biggest brand builder right uh, because that is that perennial powerhouse of the last five years six years and you know they've they've compared the trajectory of. James Franklin to the trajectory of Dabo, but Dabo just had more success earlier. So that would be kind of like the coaching matchup for that one. And the brand Mm -hmm. matchup would be, um, would be stellar in that game. And for all those wondering, it would be me rooting for Penn state. I rarely put on the Clemson hat. So, and from a
0: domination standpoint, right. You want to see, I mean, yeah, a tropical oasis uh, that is Miami and South beach and new year's would be perfect. Right. But, also the game that you want to watch is the fiesta or not the fiesta bowl but the cotton bowl because they play an at-large team so they play the best group the group of five champion like they played memphis a couple years ago when micah parsons told the world that he was micah parsons and jordy brown was jordy brown right and you know you kind of from a domination standpoint you kind of want to see that and see penn state beat up on potentially beat up on a group of five team but i if I'm Penn state, and I'm James Franklin, I'm welcoming anybody, but I would like to see Clemson on that list. And I would even take Alabama too, just to see where you stack up against them. And when you see that, then, Hey, that's where our program needs to go and, yep. and get those wins, man. And James Franklin's going for win a hundred this week, this weekend. Um, I think he'll get it. I think that, you know, the longevity is a, is a crazy thing in college athletics. And we haven't really talked about, how long James Franklin has been at Penn state. And it's been a long time, a lot longer than people have expected. Um, and when you have that type of consistency, good things typically happen. And for the most part under James Franklin, good things have happened other than, you know, a couple years here and there, but for the most part, he's done a very good job. And I, I expect that to continue because this team, as we're seeing has got a lot of potential.
1: It does. And we're building for that in the next couple of years. So a good, a good, where do we stack up against the typical perennial elite opponents in college football would be a good matchup. Uh, speaking of good matchups, Penn state versus Furman basketball today. You want to get on that? Uh... Well, now they're going to play Virginia tech. Uh, they're, by the time this is uploaded
0: or um, produced and all that fun stuff, it's just, They're going to be playing Virginia Tech in the Brent Pry Cup. Um, But Penn State basketball is playing some lights out, lights out games right now. They are, I think they're, they have the potential to be a tournament team. I've seen them play two out of four games at the Bryce Jordan Center. Jalen Pickett is that dude. Andrew Funk can drain some threes. Seth Lundy is solid. This is a team that can make a tournament run. And I truly believe that after seeing them play. And this is a team that's running with four guards, which is insane in college basketball. But that's kind of the way that it is. So, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to watch this Penn State basketball team play.
1: I might actually have to tune into a few games this year. I have seen Jalen Pickett's name run around. Uh, Probably my favorite Pickett to be on my Twitter timeline right now. But, um, yeah, I mean, look at that, 47% from three-point range for this team so doing their best Steph Curry impersonation and they're winning games they're close and I've heard I've seen seen that they've not been pretty but winning games what you have to do in college basketball
0: all you DJ Khaled said it best all I do is win 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 no matter what right so all all you got to do is win just win Al Davis it just win baby win but we stay winning here on the Lashing Out podcast, but we've got to get out of here and get prepared for Rutgers and the beauty that is Piscataway, New Jersey. He's Kevin Quigley. I'm Jared Prugar. Thank you, as always, for tuning in on the Nittany Sports Now Network.